It's Alum Group's Andrea Lay, Packview's Melissa Burdick, special guest Jackie Donowski from Flywheel, and I'm PVSB, also from Flywheel. Before we get to the CPG Guys episode you've downloaded, it's the week of May 13th, and it's time for the Fresh Four. Four curated news stories from the past week. We find them polyhistorically intriguing. We hope you do too. They're brought to you through our partnership with Retail Wit, your one-stop shop for retail industry intelligence and news. Retailwit.com. It's retail right now. Jackie, kick us off, would you? Disney Advertising and Walmart Connect to bring closed-loop attribution to streaming advertisers. Well, hello there, Fresh Boy listeners. Disney Advertising and Walmart Connect have solidified an agreement to bring the retailer's industry-leading audience solutions and measurement to Disney's addressable streaming inventory. The collaboration will enable enhanced audience targeting and outcome-based measurements for brand campaigns across Disney's streaming portfolio, including Hulu and Disney+. Connecting Walmart's customer insights with Disney's proprietary audience graph will help advertisers reach their desired audiences and measure the impact of their campaigns through closed-loop attribution. Thanks, Jackie. Andrea, over to you. Hello, Fresh 4 listeners. NBC Universal and Instacart link up to bring retail media opportunities to TV. NBC Universal and Instacart are expanding their existing partnership to include a new retail media workstream that will enable Instacart's CPG advertisers to connect with consumers via NBC Universal's streaming and linear television content. In late 2023, the companies teamed up to include access to NBC Universal's streaming platform Peacock as part of the Instacart Plus membership package. Now, with this new first-party data collaboration, advertisers will be able to reach consumers through NBC Universal's content and measure the impact of their campaigns by leveraging ad exposure and purchase data from Instacart. Thank you, Andrea. Melissa, what do you have for us? Amazon has announced a new country that they're opening up. Amazon has announced that it will launch a new dedicated website for Ireland in 2025. Currently, most Irish customers use Amazon sites based in the UK or other European countries. The company said the Irish site will mean that users will be able to avoid additional customs charges and currency conversion fees, and it will also lead to faster delivery and returns for many items. All right, over to you, Peter. Welcome to another episode of the CPG Guys podcast. Our co-hosts, Sri Rajagopalan and Peter V.S. Bond, explore how brands and retailers engage with consumers online, in-store, and everywhere in between. And now, here are Sri and Peter. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the CPG Guys podcast. And this is a special one focused on the recent industry changes to advertising and privacy. I'm sure you one of the aforementioned CPG guys and my domains of expertise focus on branding, D2C, unified commerce, retail media, and marketplaces. And of course, joining me is my co-host, the other CPG guy. His subject matter expertise focuses on digital shelf content, UGC, retail, <coughs> customer data, insight, CRM, and loyalty. Please join me in welcoming the man with the golden voice, Mr. Bond. How are you today, sir? I feel like a villain in a Bond movie, the man with the golden voice. I'm well, Sri. I'm, I'm really excited about this episode. Everyone is talking about what all these changes to the ability to track people are going to 
have on brands, on retailers, and I don't know that uh, most people have even a, uh, a small understanding of what the real implications are. So digging into this, I'm really excited to get going today, Shree. Thank you so much, Peter. And before we get to our guest, I want to remind our audience that all of our content, including the work we did at Profitability that you asked us for, our Women's Leadership Series back in the fall of 2020, where we were able to donate $8,000 to the Susan G. Komen Fund and our own musings may be found by visiting cpgguys.com. Also, please check out our ongoing One Question, One Answer series on Instagram. Instagram with lots of great industry luminaries where we ask one question, one answer, weekday evenings. Finally, our show's content is driven by you, so please give us your feedback on what you want to hear more, more about by visiting ratethispodcast.com slash cpgguys and leave us a rating and review on the Apple platform. From time to time, we take polls on our LinkedIn platform and we love your direction. You can do that by following us on LinkedIn. Simply search for the CPG guys and hit follow and we promise not to disappoint. And our guest today is the CEO of Stitcher Ads, which helps retailers automate data fuel campaigns and deliver them at scale. He's also experienced the world of financial banking, music subscriptions, and even orthopedics. Please join Peter and me in welcoming to the podcast, Declan Kennedy. Welcome, Declan. How are you? Yeah, really good. Thanks. Thanks, guys, for the uh, opportunity to talk to you today. Before we get to the questions, Declan, would you please first tell us about where our audience can learn more about Stitcher Ads and a brief overview of Stitcher Ads? Yeah, sure. I think our website is probably best www.stitcherads.com. Um, Stitcher Ads itself, we drive online and offline sales for enterprise retail and e-com companies through paid social advertising. Um, so we do your direct response, uh, performance marketing on Pinterest, Snap, Facebook, and Instagram. Um, and we excel in Dior and all things performance. Thank you, Declan. And why don't we get right to the questions? And I'll start, obviously, with the hot topic question of the day. This episode is all about advertising, the recent changes in the announcement from Google and Apple. Could you decompose for our audience? What is this specific announcement? And if you wore a consumer lens, not a brand lens, a consumer lens, how do you interpret this? Is it good for you? Yeah, I think there's two two. The hot-topping announcement is uh, iOS 14.5, uh, which ships uh, on the 26th of April, so um, pretty soon. And the key thing that's coming out in iOS 14.5 is what's called app transparency uh, or app tracking transparency, which pretty much gives control back to the consumer on how they share their data with apps in the app ecosystem. Um, and that's a pretty big change because as of when iOS 14.5 ships, you will be opted out by default from sharing your data with any app within the app ecosystem within iOS 14, sorry, within iOS full stop. Previously, you would have been opted in. Uh, so by default, everybody is opted out and then every app post iOS 14.5 being ships uh, has to pop up a really simple model that is very clear do you want to be tracked across apps and the wider web? Yes, no. And then thereafter, if you click no, there is no further opportunity for that app to get that permission from you. Unlike GDPR changes on the web where you know you, you always have to allow cookies and allow tracking every time you come to a site. So that's pretty pretty that's pretty big. And you know, <clears throat> data from Apps Flyer, which is a measurement partner in the app ecosystem, 
recently published said that the opt-in rate could be anywhere between 5% for gaming apps to, to maybe 40% for utility apps and social media apps are coming in around a 20% opt-in rate, early data. That's one big change. And the other change on the Google side over the last couple of weeks and months is their ongoing commitment to block third-party tracking or third-party cookies in Google Chrome. Uh, and that's going to mean a whole suite of changes to Google's products and retargeting and a whole bunch of changes on the Google side as they <clears throat> try to take control over transparency and privacy and put it within the within the Chrome browser using a a, a industry jargon called Flux, which uh, I'll spare you guys from the detail on at the moment. So big changes, but top of the list is the Apple change that's rolling out. That's great, of- Declan. Thank yeah. you for that uh, assessment. So we talked a little bit about the consumer side and their, yeah. the ability to bring transparency so they control what happens. Let's talk about the implication on brands that have been using these mechanisms to deliver personalized advertising does this uh does these series of actions the ios update the updates by google does it make personalization more difficult does it even make it impossible what are the real issues that brands should be thinking about in this new world of engaging with consumers it definitely does change the game um you know one one to one personalization using cookies is gone um not going to happen anymore that said, personalization still exists outside of one-to-one personalization, personalization to smaller cohorts, smaller groups. So the ability in particular for social apps to personalize will not go away, but if it's cookie-based, it is gone. Um, this is good in some ways. You know, uh, Retargeting on the open web has a bad name because you buy something from a website and then two days later, you get hit with the same skew in a retargeting ad. That's because the cookie does not know that you've purchased um, because a cookie is not connected with the purchase data of the advertiser. So fundamentally, the the real issue when you boil it back up a bit is retargeting, no matter what way you dress it up, is going to look worse uh, post these changes being rolled out. Um, The amount of people you can retarget in your retargeting audience is going to decrease in size. As a result, the performance that the advertiser gets from retargeting will look worse. Um, that's no matter what way it happens, that's that's the outcome. So the real issue is proving and understanding the performance that you can get from the publisher, be it you know Google GDN or or Criteo retargeting or Open Web or 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 the Wall Gardens themselves. So that's the key issue, and everybody is scrambling to. Uh, understand how to track and measure post this change. Um, and there is a lot of new piping, new measurement tools being rolled out by the advertising industry uh, to help advertisers understand tracking and attribution post these changes. So a lot of people scrambling, but the real issue is in a lot of cases, your ad spend will look like it is performing worse especially if you're using the publisher's reporting. So Snap's reporting, uh, Google's reporting, Facebook's reporting, that native reporting dashboard will look worse in terms of return on ad spend, which is a big issue. Declan, as I think about it, there's another partner in the mix here, which is the agency which has supported brands and retailers for time immemorial in the world of advertising. Stitcher Ads is one such agency that you represent and you have founded. Uh, my, my question for you, Declan, is 
how will you get impacted as Stitcher Ads with this huge change? How are you planning to accommodate for it? Because I heard you say a little while ago, this is going to impact performance. And as a marketer myself, I tie myself very closely to the lower funnel metrics as the outcome with the upper funnel metrics. And if that's going to change, I'm going to be very hesitant in putting large uh, buckets of money into uh, personalized advertising when this happens. And I want to point out, Declan, almost kind of opens the door for me to say retail media is the future of advertising. And what I mean by that is like Tesco.com, Walmart.com, Amazon.com, things of that nature. So I'd love to hear an agency perspective and how y'all are getting ready for this. Yeah, sure, Sri. And we've got a unique position here in that we're actually a tech partner of all these publishers and we're an agency partner. So we're on the tech side and uh, service side, if that makes sense. Um, so there's a couple of things here. I think this is good for agencies, full stop. Um, you know, the over the last couple of years, you could book your media with Google, you could book your media with Facebook. And in a lot of cases, there was no need for a intermediate layer in terms of service and expertise. Uh, that landscape is now changing. There was a lot more complexity emerging as each wall garden will uh, have a different set of nuances that the advertiser needs to understand. And then that gets multiplied as they go across multiple publishers. So the complexities are pretty, pretty big. Um, you know, each publisher is rolling out different um, measurement tools to get around these issues. You know, Facebook right now is leading the way with uh, what's called server-to-server -server tracking, which puts the purchase, per purchase database in direct connection with Facebook servers to then help track sales. So <clears throat> publishers are moving at different pace to roll this out. No, no matter what, each publisher will be different in how they roll it out. And therefore, as an agency or tech provider, there's opportunity to help people understand how the consumer goes across all of these social apps in one go. So we should think there was more need for reporting and attribution and measurement solutions. I think on the on the retail media side, that's a, that's a super point. Um, <clears throat> we're heavily involved in the grocer vertical in North America and do a lot of work with um, publisher products um, in particular that's called uh, Facebook collaborative ads. Um, just like the way Walmart is partnering with Tesco, or sorry, Walmart's partnering with the CPG or Tesco partnering with the CPG, Facebook are also partnering with the CPG and helping that CPG understand the impact of a CPG on, ad online, driving in-store to a grocery shop and then uh, surfacing back attributed sales data to the CPG. Um, so, Facebook and the other publishers are also playing in retail media. It's just dressed up as a different um, narrative and they actually have a better identity layer than pretty much any grocer. They you know they know more about people than Tesco do. Um, so that's where we see the market moving. But fundamentally, at the have it all, it is all about first party data and how can, you know, there is no cookie in your local store. Um, cookies don't exist there. Uh, what, do, what does exist there is loyalty data, EPOS data, e-receipt data. Uh, and those three are the data sets that uh, the offline retailer uses to match that in-store user back to, back to an online ad. So what we're actually seeing, and I think a lot of CRM agencies in the market are scrambling to help customers better segment, better clean, better parse their first party data and then pipe it out as quickly as possible, as fresh as possible everywhere. So this is accelerating the shift to first party data as the primary source of targeting, if that makes sense. It does, Declan, and thank you. So we've we've talked about there are changes coming both on the open web through the Google Chrome changes. Let's let's go a little deeper on the uh, app-based privacy changes. 
as you mentioned earlier, Apple is releasing an update to iOS in late April, and it's really driven by privacy privacy related outcomes. So let's say you have a prior version or an old phone. Am I still opted in and it doesn't change until I upgrade to the new version? And associated with that, it seems like they're just coming out with a new purple version of their phone. It's not a whole new uh, hardware line. Uh, what is what is the implications of that as part of this? And then lastly, I just want to men- say that you mentioned a term flush as a tech term. Can you help decompose what that is for us? Sure. Um, so I'll, I'll I'll start I'll start with this with the start. So um, all users uh, do not have to upgrade to iOS fourteen point five when it ships. So that that rollout will take time, and it typically takes months, is my understanding, for it to go from one percent adoption to you know the majority of the market. Uh, so the impact will actually uh, will not be clear till the majority of those uh, upgrades uh, come through. Um, <clears throat> I think it is causing a lot of debate on Apple's motivations and why they're making these changes. And a lot of these changes seem to be in Apple's strategic interest. Uh, a lot of talk in the industry over over the last couple of days has been about Apple launching its own, uh, launching another ad unit within Apple. So they're saying, hey, we're going to take control back and limit uh, access to our data. But in parallel, we're going to spin up a new ad unit ourselves that only advertisers to Apple can get access to. So that's of as that's of this week. Um, and a lot of debate about, you know, what is the future of free in the internet, free apps, free publisher content. And, you know, is that driving Apple to pull you into paid apps and in-app purchasing and paywalls? Um, the on the, I'm going to take the Flock thing next. So Flock is a federated learning cohorts, um, and it is a machine learning algorithm. So an algorithm that sits within your Chrome browser that tracks what you're browsing as you go across the internet and puts people into common groups of interests. Um, so it's grouping people into cohorts and then using machine learning to figure out whether cohort one is good for advertising versus cohort two. And per Google, uh, this is Google's holy grail to solve the issue of cookies going away. Per Google, it drives the same performance um, as cookie-based advertising. Um, not that many people yet have had the opportunity to see the data that backs that point of view. Uh, but that is, according to Google, really, really strong. On the hardware piece, again, I, I am an Apple consumer, uh, but I don't work with Apple per se. So again, our understanding is they're keeping a lot of the big Hard, hardware upgrades to their fall update in uh, September, October this year. Declan, I suggested to Peter that Tim might be flush and I was wrong. You can tell the CPG guys are not app developers <laughs> or the tech wizards of the century. Could you, uh, for, a, for our audience, could you help spell the term for us? Is it F-L-O-C-K? F-L-O-C. F-L-O-C, flock. Got it. I'm yeah. sure those yeah. in the Apple ecosystem know exactly what we're talking about. Thank yeah. you for patiently decomposing that for us. Um, no problem. Earlier on this episode, you used the word first-party data, and it's first-party data is very important in the journey of branding, loyalty building, and developing consumer relationships. This Does this change, unfortunately, mean the ability to collect 1P data and build a relationship with the consumer, and obviously the downstream loyalty is now going to be severely impaired? I think it does impact it. Um, oh you certainly need to, uh, you know, how, how you extend, you know, ac- acquiring first-party data is key, as we all know. 
a lot of CPG has been extending that first-party data with uh, either third-party cookies or, or second-party data lakes. So second-party data lakes is hot at the moment, where you're extending the first-party data and you're getting access to you know, test code through through the CPG. That 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 join. Um, I think that even the concept of second-party data is under threat in the medium term because has the consumer really signed up to um, the CPG uh, sharing its purchase data with Tesco? Um, so our view is, you know, third-party has been written right back right now or removed. Second-party data sharing is also under threat and it's all going to be about genuinely you controlling first-party data. Obviously, CPG is slightly different in that the CPG does have a very tight relationship with the grocer. Um, so we think that the you know that retail media space or or publisher specific products like you know Facebook collaborative ads is safe for the next couple of years. However, if this trend of taking back control continues, then uh, all bets are off. Thank you, Declan, for that. Let me close out our questions with this last one. Given all you've learned and understand about all these coming changes, what advice do you have for agencies and brands in succeeding in this new world or at least keeping their head above water for the time being? Yeah, I think it's, it's, it's clear. If you're a retailer, you need to capture first-party data in-store. Mission critical. You have access to data sources that uh, most e-com brands do not have, yet the e-com brand is picking it up. So you've got control over your first-party data program if you can capture in-store data. So loyalty in-store and e-receipt in-store gives you as a retailer a natural data set that a, a lot of other advertisers don't have. In terms of the immediate, what's com- coming at us in April and May, there's a bunch of recommendations from each publisher to help mitigate the risk uh, of the iOS 14.5 announcement. There are basic householding things like campaign structures and pixel configurations. Just check out the publisher blog to understand what those recommendations are. Um, And then thereafter, I think everybody in the market is looking at what is that alternative. And um, each publisher has really, really robust new ways to measure. Um, So you've got to push those new ways to measure as an agency or tech vendor. And that's where the success is. So Facebook server-to-server integration is a must-have for any enterprise advertiser. Wow, Declan. I think very kind of you to join us today for this special episode of the CPG Guys and share with us for the benefit of our audience, the brands, retailers, and the service providers who listen in to us weekly about the upcoming changes this week and uh, all the outcomes they should plan, especially for your advice at the end and for the use of the term flock. Now I actually know what that means. But I want to remind our audience that you can find all our content on cpgguys.com. The show is shaped by you, and the best way for you to continue to do that is simply go to linkedin.com, the search bar, type CPG Guys and hit follow. From time to time, we take polls. You get to participate, and you tell us who you'd like to have the show, the topics you'd like to have the show, for which we are deeply appreciative. You can also go to simply do that on cpgguys.com and use the several clicks available to listen to the podcast or decompose the profitability series that we released late last year. Declan, I can't thank you enough for being part of this special episode. For the benefit of our audience, could you remind everybody where they can find Stitcher ads and what's the best way they can get in touch with you if they want to create a partnership or if they want to chat about this new chain, upcoming changes in privacy for consumers? Sure. Thanks, Shri. It's stitcherads.com, S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R-A-D-S.com, 
or just hook me hook up with me on LinkedIn, Declan Kennedy, and I'll get in touch. And for the benefit of our audience, both um, how you can reach Stitcher ads as well as how you can get in touch with Declan Kennedy and engage with Stitcher ads for your needs will be in the liner notes of this podcast. And also on LinkedIn, you'll find them tagged. So that's another easy way to reach out to him. Peter, what a great episode. And uh, let's take 30 seconds here, Peter, you and me to recap what we just learned here. What was your single biggest learning, Peter, here? For me, it's that consumers are taking back control of their data. But the challenge to that, it means that for at least a significant period of time, they're going to find the content presented to them online and through apps is going to be substantially less relevant. Peter, my biggest takeaways in addition to that, the huge emergence of retail media as an advertising engine go forward. I I would really like CPG brands to pay attention to that statement that Declan started the show with. And the repeat reminder that at the end of the day, you know, 1P data, 2P data, 3P data rules supreme. And both Peter and I come from a background of 3P data, and I kind of chuckle a little bit as I hear that. But for our audience, a pleasure doing this for you guys week over week. Hope you enjoyed this special episode with Declan Kennedy, CEO of Stitcher Ads. And we will be back soon next week with another episode of the CPG guys. Thank you. The content in this podcast episode is provided for general informational purposes only. By listening to our episode, you understand that no information contained in this episode should be construed as advice from CPG guys, LLC, or the individual author, hosts, or guests, nor is it intended to be a substitute for research on any subject matter. Reference to any specific product or entity does not constitute an endorsement or recommendation by CPG Guys LLC. The views expressed by guests are their own, and their appearance on the program does not imply an endorsement of them or any entity they represent. The views expressed by CPG Guys LLC do not represent the views of their employers or the entity they represent. CPG Guys LLC expressly disclaims any and all liability or responsibility for any direct, indirect, incidental, special, consequential, or other damages arising out of any individual's use of, reference to, or inability to use this podcast or the information we present in this podcast.